0: County voters, in their infinite wisdom, decided that they would replace their county tax collector with this young man, Um, 31 years old at the time he was elected, no prior record of public service. And we now know from audits and investigations that he really hit the ground running as soon as he won that office in 2016 and was sworn in in 2017. One little glimpse of how this is going, this guy, as I said, young man, public service. He's 31 years old and he was elected. He had just been married a couple of months before he was elected. He was married mid-2016. After he won the election in November 2016 and got sworn in in early 2017, he apparently hired and started to pay with public funds six different people who had been part of his wedding party the previous year. I'm not sure that's how you're supposed to staff up the tax collector's office. An Orlando Sentinel investigation found that he issued $1.9 million in contracts from his office to people who were his own close friends and business partners. Again, this is the tax collector's office. A county audit later found that for some reason, within months of taking office, he also started spending public money for that office on guns and ammunition and body armor and... Seminole County, Florida, needs drones? Okay. Also, by June 2017, so he's still only in office a few months, he proclaimed that he and his employees in the county tax collector's office would henceforth all be carrying guns. He wanted them to wear their guns at work, (laughs) to go along with their tax collector's office badges. This is like the office that collects license fees This is not like some SWAT team agency with frontline Wyatt Earps out there defending the streets. But the new guy elected to that office, after hiring all his groomsmen (laughs) to come in and run the place, buys all all these guns and and body armor and ammo and drones, tells everybody in the office they all need to wear guns at work to go along with their badges. Why did he want that? I don't know for sure. But within a few short months, he personally had pulled over a woman driving... He decided might have been speeding, uh, but it gets better. There's also the part where uh, while working full-time as the elected tax collector for that county, he set up a for-profit business inside the tax collector's office to do blockchain something something. What was the company actually going to do? It, 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 it does not matter. He set up his own private for-profit company running it from inside the county tax collector's office. And in setting up that private for-profit company, he decided he needed $65,000 in brand new computer servers to run his new private company. And then he built the county for those computer servers. And just to put some icing on this particular part of the cake, uh, that the audit in the county later found that he was such a genius at this stuff that when he installed those servers that he billed to the taxpayers, when he installed those servers for the private company he was going to run out of the tax collector's office, he installed them wrong and thereby set the office on fire. Ta-da! So, Seminole County, Florida, congratulations on your excellent choice for a new public official in the 2016 elections. Along the way, uh, the Orlando Sentinel reported um, on his frequent anti-Muslim Uh, social media posts, and his posts posing with far-right white nationalist types. Uh, He ended up posting things online about his friendship with President Trump's longtime political advisor and convicted felon, Roger Stone, who you see on the left side of your screen there, as well as the Trumpiest of all Trumpy Republican congressmen. You see in the center there, Florida Congressman Matt Gaetz. But but where things get rough for the Seminole County tax, tax collector um, is is June of last year. Federal agents come to his house to arrest him for, among other things, allegedly stalking a local man who was going to run against him for county tax collector. Yeah, how dare anyone run against him for tax collector when our hero was doing such a great job in that office? Have you seen the way they wear their guns now? Uh, to try to derail his potential opponent's campaign, the tax collector guy, according to prosecutors arranged for a false rape accusation to be made against the man, which was then sent to the school at which the guy worked. The same allegation was then hyped and circulated by a network of fake identity social media bots and accounts apparently controlled by a local guy from the Proud Boys and associated with Roger Stone. Prosecutors say the tax collector guy also created a fake Twitter account in the name of the guy who was running against him, and then he falsely posted things on that Twitter Twitter account, in which he was claiming to be the guy running against him, and also claiming to be a proud segregationist and a white supremacist. But it was all fake. It was the tax collector guy who set up this Twitter account. It was a hit job all set up by our hero, the -the arm-to-the-teeth, fire-setting, wedding party hiring tax collector of Seminole County. from there, because what do they find when they come to arrest him at his house? I will read it to you directly from the Orlando Sentinel at the time. Quote, The day he was indicted for stalking a political rival, Joel Greenberg had several stolen IDs in his work vehicle, a pair of fake IDs in his wallet, and materials for making more in his office. Evidence he was regularly abusing his position to steal unwitting constituents' identities, according to federal authorities. Inside the tax collector's work Agents found his backpack, which held three licenses from Canada, Virginia, and Florida, belonging to Seminole County residents who had recently obtained new Florida licenses. Employees of the tax collector's office told agents they'd seen Greenberg taking surrendered licenses from the agency's shred basket prior to their destruction. (laughs) Do you have any idea how many things could go wrong all at once? just elected the wrong guy, tax collector of all things, who knew what mischief could be made out of a single job like that? Uh, But that Orlando Sentinel headline about him stealing people's IDs, allegedly, through his last day in office, that ran in the Orlando Sentinel in July. By the following month, by August, federal officials had gone through the computers and electronic devices that they had seized from him during that arrest what they found, according to prosecutors, on those electronic devices and computers would yield even darker headlines by the following month, plus a superseding federal indictment for him. By August of last year, this was the headline in the Orlando Sentinel. Former Seminole tax collector Joel Greenberg facing sex trafficking charges? Quote, Joel Greenberg is facing sex trafficking charges related to a girl between the ages of 14 and 17, and is also accused of illegally using a state data with whom he was engaged in, quote, sugar daddy relationships, according to an indictment filed Friday by the U.S. Attorney's Office. Quote, the former Seminole County tax collector used his access as an elected official to a state database to look up information about the minor victim. The database in question is the Florida Driver and Vehicle Information Database. He allegedly looked up information about the girl in that database, including her photo and her driver ID number. He also, according to the indictment, used the database to look up other people with whom he was, quote, engaged in sugar daddy relationships. That's the phrase that's used in the indictment. The Orlando Sentinel helpfully points out, quote, a sugar daddy is a term that refers to a wealthy man who dates a younger woman and gives her gifts in exchange for companionship or sex. Again, the alleged victim here is a teenage girl the Orlando Sentinel, quote, Greenberg used the state database for prohibited purposes, including to produce a false identification document and to facilitate his efforts to engage in commercial sex acts. Now, the tax collector guy did quit his job after he was arrested. He has pled not guilty to all of the 14 federal charges he's now facing, including the sex trafficking of a child charges. Uh, He was out on bail after he was last month, uh, the judge overseeing his case jailed him for violating the terms of his bail. So he is now in jail and he is scheduled to go on trial in Florida uh, in June. So, I know, you know happy Tuesday. Blech. This exists. I'm sorry. But now, tonight, on the front page of the New York Times, we get the national kick in the teeth that comes with this story. This is the headline tonight on the front page of the Times. Quote, Florida Congressman Matt Gates." said to be investigated over possible sexual relationship with girl age 17. Quote, Representative Matt Gaetz, Republican of Florida and a close ally of former President Donald J. Trump, is being investigated by the U.S. Justice Department over whether he had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old and paid for her to travel with him, according to three people briefed on the matter. Investigators are examining whether Congressman Gaetz violated federal sex trafficking laws, a variety of federal statutes make it illegal to induce someone under the age of 18 to travel over state lines to engage in sex for exchange in exchange for money or something of value. The U.S. Justice Department regularly prosecutes such cases, and offenders often receive severe sentences. It was not clear how Congressman Gates met the girl, believed to be 17 at the time of encounters about two years ago that investigators are scrutinizing. The investigation was opened in the final months of the Trump administration under Attorney General William Barr. Given Congressman Gates' national profile, this is interesting, senior Justice Department officials in D.C., including some appointed by President Trump, were notified of the Gates investigation. Three people familiar with the probe said the examination of Congressman Gates is part of a broader investigation into a political ally of his, a local official in Florida named Joel Greenberg, the Seminole County tax collector indicted last summer on an array of charges, including sex trafficking of a child and financially supporting people in exchange for sex, at least one of whom was an underage girl. Mr. Greenberg, who has since resigned his post as tax collector in Seminole County, visited the White House with Congressman Gates in 2019, according to a photograph that Mr. Greenberg posted on Twitter. Hey, thanks for watching our YouTube channel. You should know that you can follow-
1: In Donald Trump. Two Capitol Hill police officers now suing the ex-president. They allege he caused the January 6th riot and they're taking him to court. The officers are seeking damages for their injuries. They cite Trump's words to allege he, quote, inflamed, encouraged, incited, directed, aided, and abetted the insurrectionist mob. That's the case. It's straightforward. And we're joined now by Renato Mariotti, a former federal prosecutor. Do they have a, a strong case in Civil Court well
2: they have some really a very good thing for these officers because that might get them past
1: the motion. Yeah, as you say, that they've got hurdles to, to clear, um, but they are very relatable plaintiffs. Uh, if you are a plaintiff that seems like you're inserting yourself or, to use the colloquialism, ambulance chaser, uh, that can play very differently than when you're a public servant, showed up to work to do your job, and found the president, as they put it incited a mob to come get you. Here's how some of these officers describe what those MAGA fans were like that day. They were screaming out, um, you know, kill him with his own gun. At that point, you know, it was just, like, self-preservation. Um,
2: you know, how do I survive? I just remember yelling out that I have kids. He was able to rip away my baton and beat me with it, and... Um He was practically foaming at the mouth. These people were true believers in the worst way. If I can imagine what war is like, I would imagine it was like that. I said to my friend, is this America? Those are some
1: of the officers who have spoken out and answered interview requests. These are different officers, though, but, Renato, could they end up getting their day in court to make those claims under oath against the former president?
2: Well, sure, and if I was on the defense side, I would not want them to get to trial, right? A jury's going to want to reward those officers. They're going to want to compensate those officers for what they went through. There can be no question whatsoever that they were injured. And so I also have to think that uh, Trump is not going to want to have discovery, is not going to want to sit for a deposition. And this really seems to me like a, the sort of suit that is going to potentially force a
1: Wow, I'm running out of time, but you think that the legal advice Trump may get is to pay these officers rather than have a full trial?
2: Yeah, I don't think you're going to want to fight this out at Discovery. Could you imagine the deposition of Donald Trump on this subject? I think I think we'd have a lot of segments on this program. Fair
1: fair enough. Uh, Renato Mariotti, with your perspective, always good to have you back on the beat, sir. New developments in the absolute scandal hitting Republican congressman and Trump ally Matt Gates. He's admitted, basically, that he's under federal investigation. He's been in defense mode, and it's now igniting, I should say, a separate probe. The New York Times has broke this story that Gates is under investigation by the DOJ. It began in the Trump administration. And one of the issues is probing the possibility of a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old and the possibility of the sex trafficking of a minor. Now, Gates denies these things. His lawyers say he's a subject and not a target of wherever this probe is headed. Now, there is a broader DOJ probe of an individual, former uh, local Florida official named Joel Greenberg. He's basically an associate or friend of Gates. He was indicted already on charges that relate to harassment, fraud, and sex trafficking. You can see Greenberg with Gates and Trump associate Roger Stone in this photograph. Now, Greenberg, for his part, as we always report, what people's defenses are, he's denying all of it, and pleaded not guilty to each of the charges I mentioned. Gates was online today saying he and his family, he thinks, are victims of an actual extortion plot by a former DOJ official. He also claims that he continues to cooperate with the FBI. The whole ordeal is the result of a leak to expose the alleged extortion. He claims his own father were a wire. There's all kinds of dueling claims here. Now, as for this part of it, Gates basically made this defense... In an interview with Tucker Carlson that Tucker went on to call weird, take a look. On March 16th, my father got a text message demanding a meeting wherein a person demanded $25 million in exchange for making horrible sex trafficking allegations against me go away. We went to the local FBI, but they asked my dad to wear a wire, which he did with the former Department of Justice official. First of all, who is this Department of Justice former employee who's trying to extort the money from you, you say? His name is David McGee. Now, that individual has not worked at the Justice Department in decades. McGee will show you what he's calling the entire situation. We'll put this up here. He says this is completely false and an attempt to distract from any of the underlying facts. Meanwhile, a Democrat, Congressman Lou, says Gates should be removed from the Judiciary Committee. Just tonight, Ted Lou, a Democrat, is calling on me to be removed from the House Judiciary Committee. And I believe we are in an era of our politics now, Tucker, where people are smeared to try to take them out of the conversation. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. to bring Mr. Carlson into it. Carlson would later respond, refuting some of that and saying this is one of the weirdest interviews he's ever done in his long media career. We have a lot in tonight's program. President Biden going basically full FDR with a $2 trillion package. Congressman Matt Gates confirming this DOJ probe, many aspects of it, into alleged sex trafficking while also mounting a defense. But we begin with breaking news in the Chauvin murder trial. We have seen day three, and it has been incredibly emotional testimony today, a witness to George Floyd's killing breaking down in tears on the stand after watching the body camera video footage of the incident, which now becomes evidence in the trial. This witness, 61-year-old Charles McMillan, who you can also see here at the scene, recounting what he thought, what he did, how he told George Floyd in those last moments to try to
2: comply further with the cops. I was telling Mr. Floyd, Mr. Floyd, just fly with him, get on in the car, because you can't
1: win. Now, Floyd could be seen on camera there, and he could be seen responding. He had said that he couldn't get in the car, and he could not get up. Officer Chauvin seemed calm during the incident. The witness broke down emotionally, sobbing on the stand while also trying, endeavoring do what I've told you happens in these trials, to bear witness, to participate in this justice process, however hard it can be to participate in or to watch this individual, as you're going to see, try their best to answer the questions.
2: California homeowners, if you are sick of
1: paying too much money for electric bills, you, you can hear the prosecutor there saying, I know this is difficult and trying to elicit this accurate testimony. And you can see what we're dealing with here. I said this last night. I'll repeat it tonight. It's not content. It's not material. It's not just a story here. It is the legal process of accumulating the evidence to bear witness so this jury will decide the fate of the defendant. Officer Chauvin. It's hard to watch. You can imagine it's harder to witness. This is literally a witness. But it's also so important because even if it requires the trauma of reliving what he observed, which was a killing, a slow and clearly brutal killing in public, it is for the jury and for the justice system to hear this, to bear witness, and to decide what, if anything, to do about it, to find the facts. That's what juries are supposed to do. Now, we've shown you just a little bit of that difficult moment, difficult being the word of the prosecutor. The court then did take a 10-minute recess just to give the witness a little time to compose himself. Officer Chauvin was taking notes during this exchange. We should note that, again, the defense made a strategic choice. Our experts tonight can weigh in on it, but the defense declined to cross-examine that witness, McMillan, at all. We also heard from a store worker who had sold Floyd cigarettes before this encounter. There's new video. We are seeing in public for the first time that shows Floyd in that store. And the store worker thought that the $20 bill Floyd gave, provided for payment, was counterfeit. He testified, though, and this was interesting, when it comes to what that counterfeit bill's intention was, he said this individual, under oath, their testimony, they didn't think Floyd knew it was fake. And that Floyd was sort of chatty and, quote, friendly, but that also he appeared perhaps inebriated or high. And the witness expressing guilt at the scene that unfolded steps away from that encounter.
2: You saw you standing there with your hands on your head for a while, correct? What What's well, going through your mind?